0: Hey guys, welcome to episode 73 of the JV Club podcast, a podcast created by and featuring Janet Varney and some marvelous guests. No reason for me to give that much explanation. Um, but you know what? What if? What if someone's listened to every single episode and for some reason they were unclear on what it was that they were listening to? I'd just like to sh- take care of my peeps, my janitors, as it were. Um... So, hey, I just uh guys, I'm so I'm like I can't stop thinking about this uh old this American life Podcast episode that I was just listening to about half an hour before I started recording this intro. Um, it's an old episode called Frenemies, and um, there is it's a great episode in general, and uh, for obvious reasons, even just based on the the name alone of the podcast episode, I'm sure you can understand why it's of interest to me with the kind of the stuff that we talk about on this podcast. But um, David Rakoff, who's someone uh, that they have used many times and who I believe, uh, has since passed, um, uh, wrote this beautiful piece about a wedding toast and, um, I'm just so moved by it. I just loved it. And I encourage you to listen to that episode. Um, he, he's, he writes in rhymed couplets and, um, that gives a specific flavor in and of itself. But anyway, I don't know. It's just something I'm thinking about and thinking that, uh, I bet you guys would enjoy that episode. And in particular that part, which I think is act three of that podcast episode, uh, as if this American life needs any more shout outs on, and on, on in media, everyone knows that they're like a, a darling, but for good reason, it's a great podcast. It's a great radio show and a great television show. Anyway, let's do some JV club shout outs, uh, including, uh one that I forgot to do last week my dear adriana whom i met at metrocon who gave me this adorable jv club mug i'll take a picture of it and get it up on the facebook page etc eventually um so cute and and adorable and i love it and i'm drinking tea out of it today uh chris sent me an amazing email um i'm I'm going to maybe read it on a future episode because I think it's a great example of of what makes you guys so special as listeners. Um Laura H, thanks for your email. Esteban on Twitter, thank you for uh your kind words. Ariel, it's been fun uh having some exchanges with you via email on Edda's Nerdist page. I want to thank Vincent, uh PJ Todd, Scott B for pitching the Edda and Loretta Divine show. Couldn't love that more. Um Jules, uh Rick on Facebook regarding T-shirts. Yeah, guys, in case I've... I know that I haven't been clear about this, but here's what happened. I've got two different quotes going. Um, one of them is a friend's company, and one of them is uh, sort of more of a company I've just used before. My tea is ready, so you're going to hear some peeps in just a second from the teapot if, if the sound carries enough. Um Uh, And I just am having trouble Like not going with my friend Even though the shirts are wildly more expensive So it's this that's what the lag is honestly I, I have two companies and I just I'm having a really hard time making a commitment but uh, that, that I will uh, Mike W thank you for your Facebook uh, photo of you and your weird science shirt love it Alexander on Facebook Alyssa H on Facebook now Alyssa I, I said I would and I'm going to um, in the edit divine episode I did make a joke about pit bulls um, I said you know you don't want it to turn on you like, uh, like a pit bull and it was completely and entirely a joke total fabrication I, I absolutely I'm very sorry to exploit the negative stereotype about a pit bull for uh, comedy's sake but I did want to just say you know that was an ir- irresponsible joke uh, I make a lot of inappropriate jokes um, a lot of the time I don't apologize for them but you know in that in this case I, I think I will you know I, I I think they get a bad rap and uh, by no means was I suggesting guys that I actually believe that pit bulls turn on their owners um, that is not how I feel uh, so wanted to put that out there and then Shanda thank you for your Facebook post um, so that's going to be it for shout outs I spent a lot of time talking about uh, this American life in this intro so I will leave you for the time being but uh, I hope you enjoy this episode with Autumn I think um, it's wonderful I think Autumn's wonderful and uh, I'll talk to you guys soon now entering nerdist.com I'm trying to think if I have had, because this is immediately what I wanted to say. The second we just started recording, I wanted to say, well, I'm I'm delighted to be joined by two people today. Um, But technically, I don't have guys do the podcast, so your baby is going to have to stop kicking. Because I already feel like he's kicking because he's angry that I don't have male guests.
1: Yeah, or he's just trying to steal the spotlight because he rolls like that.
0: Yeah, Yeah. well place he's a scene stealer he's out of resource (laughs) son. training him early um but yeah i don't think i've had anybody at least that i i don't remember knowing anyone was pregnant when they did the podcast so this is kind of exciting i'm always looking for a first (laughs) always looking for a first on the podcast we've discovered one we've stumbled upon one it's a good one um how pregnant are you i am five months pregnant Mm -hmm. and i said that you looked tiny and you said that you felt huge so pretty it's much and it's really
1: freaky to think that i have four more months to go yeah really freaky I well
0: I, no i'm not sure how it works the babies get smaller or do they get bigger i guess they get bigger okay oh my god i was i mean you've at- already had one so you yeah. really should know i was looking I, I at pregnancy photos
1: from like 38 weeks last night and going oh my god i'm huge because yeah. i already feel huge right now yeah and it's just i mean he's just moving around like crazy is he, has he been super wiggly like yes
0: from from when did you start feeling him get wiggly
1: I like a few like a couple months ago I think I honestly it's all a lot harder to keep track of this time around because I already have a toddler running around and I just can't oh I, yeah I that's to, yeah no I go to this prenatal yoga class which speaking of you're like oh my gosh there's three people in this room I look around this class and like there's 10 women but there are 20 people in this room yeah which is the freakiest thing it is so interesting it's so it's so crazy but we have to go around and we talk about what um what week we're on and I never remember and i always feel like a bad pregnant girl scott came over like he wanted
0: to meet the baby
1: (laughs) you know what he probably does dogs there's been like yeah yeah, dogs can totally sense it some dogs and it's really freaky he's very well behaved having said that that he's very well behaved and
0: i guess i can segue quickly over to him because i don't have a baby and I'm not one of those people that thinks that my pet is my son, but um, I I am his caretaker. We'll put it that way. I'm getting... uh, This is so funny. This is a a, a really lame, uh, dorky parallel, but I am about to today, and then I want to get back to you, but today, um, after I... Get some dental work that I'm not looking forward to in any (laughs) way, shape, or form. So thank you for distracting me from that. Uh when I come back here, the there's a place where I take Scott to be boarded when I'm gone, and it's like way out past the Burbank Airport, and it's this like ranch that's just like the best for dogs. It's so cool. They group sleep. There's nothing else like it in Los Angeles. It's just this great, loving place. Um where the dogs are like super cared for. He loves going there so much that when he realizes that we're driving there, he gets so excited that he doesn't even say goodbye to me. Like we get out there and he just tears ass. I have to get, get the information. From me. From I you. will give you the information. Okay. It's wonderful. And they have um I gave them as a reference when I started looking for a second dog recently, which these guys who listen to the podcast regularly know I've been looking to get another dog. And um and so I gave them as a reference when I was dealing with this woman, this unpleasant uh, husky rescuer. And um, and so when I went to drop him off when I was going to be gone for like almost a month in Canada, they were like, oh, ha- whatever happened to your search for the husky? And I was like, well, I had to give up on that one woman because she's crazy, and um, now I'm going to be gone. So it just ends up kind of making more sense that I didn't get yeah. her. So it must have been meant to not be in, in this case. Yeah. And they were like, well, the reason that we ask is because Um, we just rescued a husky from the Pasadena pound and we're feeding her and training her and the owner of this ranch was going to adopt her. But, um, there, there was a little bit of an issue between the cat and the husky, like the cat's just too afraid of the husky. And so they were like, but you know, we love you and you've been coming here for years and we knew you were looking for a husky. So she's yours if you want her. And they introduced me to her and I was like, but I'm just about to leave. And they're like, well, yeah, she can just live here and she'll be with Scott the whole time that you're gone and we'll continue to train her. And then whenever you're ready, um, if you decide you want to take her home, you can do some training lessons with her, with our trainers. So I've had like three sessions with her since I got back. I'm in love with her. She's so well behaved. They've done an amazing job and I'm just getting this dog, which now I can also take her whenever I take him to paradise ranch. Am I supposed to name places that I take my dog? Yeah, that's not. Is that creepy? No, nobody's okay. gonna come and try to dognap my dog because I no. Outed people are gonna get some
1: very valuable information out of this. Podcast. I can't say this enough good happen. things about. I cannot
0: say enough good things about it. So now it's like a known place to her also Which is so nice Rather than that's like having so a brand new dog cool. And then when you travel You have to get them acclimated to a whole new place It, it couldn't be more serendipitous That's So are you getting her today? I'm getting her today They're, oh they're going to bring her here for an day. in-house lesson I feel I know. like I should have brought
1: you a cake or something Oh, thank
0: you It's, well, it's not more interesting or important than getting a second child But that's what it made me think but of my when child we were is not to arriving
1: girl. today That's true God, I hope not <laughs> Um <laughs> yeah for many reasons that would be i'm not sorry good. i didn't bring you a cake i apologize i thank you for
0: the apology for something you never in a million <laughs> years could have known to do i thank you um but anyway so okay so we're getting back to you so it so it, it second pregnancies um a lot of people say are easier and maybe it is because it's easier because it has to be easier because you just can't pay the same kind of attention to yourself or your own body when you have a toddler
1: kind yeah i mean i'm finding it to be pretty much exactly the same because i worked the entire It oh, ah, was noisy i worked the entire time through my first pregnancy until yeah. i was i think seven and a half months pregnant so i was you know managing work and that yeah. was you know i think on a show yeah, I was yeah. working on him. Um, I was pregnant on No Ordinary Family. Gotcha. Okay. So I was distracted enough, you know. I don't remember you looking pregnant on the show. They made me pregnant by the end of the show, okay. and I gave right. birth to a super baby. Oh, that's right. Yeah. I do remember that I now. it was a glowing baby. I think so. <laughs> and you know what's funny? It was actually supposed to like happen. I think I was pregnant for a total of like four episodes and it was supposed to be more like seven episodes, but then our season got truncated uh-huh. and they had to be like, okay, well, um, I know you were just three months pregnant last month, but now you're going to have like a premature birth and the baby's going to come out and this is what's going to happen. Super baby. Yeah, and it was, it was a super baby. Was that a fun show to work on? It was. It was awesome. I'm actually, I'm going to hang out with my, Michael Chiklis tonight nice. which is I, I just adore him he's just like the he's sweetest he's so great yeah, I we're love going, The going Shield him and his wife and they're just an awesome awesome couple that is a delight yeah I loved working on that show but you were, were so you were working pregnant so oh, yeah I yeah. was working pregnant I worked pregnant this time too this time we hit it I've been working on Necessary Roughness and it's been we've been hiding it yeah. um, which is like I said it seems like it would be easy to hide <laughs> from my point of view because you just don't as seem that I pregnant It's forward towards the camera I feel like you can't really tell yeah but
0: they did that right. The the most famous example of that being, I think, maybe Sarah Jessica Parker, right when she oh, was right. pregnant. Oh, right,
1: that's right. Yeah, the yeah. The
0: creativity yeah. of the costume designer finding things that would
1: hide her baby bump and all that. Yeah, kind of stuff. it's you just you know, it's a laundry basket or a briefcase or whatever mm-hmm. it is.
0: Um, um. What? But what about your energy levels?
1: In to, like, have you? It's fine. That's so
0: cool. Yeah. Because I've had friends who've gone through pregnancies where like the first trimester they're they're just just asleep the entire time. Exactly.
1: And it just flattens people. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely, you know, it's hard in certain ways. Like I went to Comic-Con last weekend and we, with Thrilling Adventure Hour when we Mm -hmm. did um, four shows and I thought I was gonna die yeah. and that usually wouldn't be I mean it takes stamina to perform that much and you know and we also had panels and signings and it was a busy weekend yeah. but I didn't give it any thought about it how much harder it would be pregnant and I was so miserable by the end of the weekend oh, I was just I like bet. I crashed Yeah, it was like it took me all week to recover and I was like this is so pathetic but at the same time it's oh you know like, trying I- to remind myself you're growing an entire person in your body again you're talking to someone who
0: left the second I could leave Comic-Con, I was only there for, <laughs> I was there for Thursday night, Friday, and then Saturday morning, and I could have stayed longer. I mean, I finished my panel and like my events and the press and stuff, and I had a noon train from out of Comic-Con back home, and I woke up, even after going to like three parties, I woke up at like 7: 30 in the morning on Saturday and was like, oh, "I think I can get the earlier train." <laughs> like that's, I was dedicated like get me to getting out, out of it's there. It's like Vegas. It's too much. Yeah, and I also hate Vegas. It's just too much.
1: Yeah. I, I get overstimulated so quickly yeah. that
0: I just can't.
1: It's re- it's really intense. All of that energy pulsing in one place all weekend. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a was, lot. It was a little much. Yeah.
0: And now the baby misses it and that's why he's kicking and dancing <laughs> and wanting to get that back in him.
1: Oh my God.
0: Bless him. Um. Okay. So how old and so your toddler's how old two and so and and how was he how was he about the pregnancy does he get it does he sort of yeah
1: I mean he definitely talks about the baby and he goes I want to hear the baby and he puts his head up and listens to the baby but he goes "Um, what is my favorite thing I want to open it (laughs) want to open it want to see the baby it like, doesn't work like that oh no so then I, I I told him one time I was like oh no you can't see the baby the baby's cooking but then oh no that's that's it's weird also. right because then when I'm like making the something baby. in the oven I'm like this is actually no I shouldn't have used <laughs> should not have used that metaphor and I think it's going to be confusing long term because then he'll say that every now and then baby's cooking I'm like mm, no that maybe that baby is going to
0: taste delicious
1: <laughs> yeah, no I need to find find some better better metaphors there well um, I
0: get it. I mean, that's
1: that's the tough thing, right, too, is
0: that you want to be able to put something into terms that a child can kind of get their head wrapped around, but then you don't want to feel like you're misinforming them <laughs> exactly. or creating. It feels like there's that parent spiral that can happen where, like, you say one thing to sort of get through an explanation, and then that, like, <laughs> cracks open this huge <laughs> problem of, like, oh, no, now I've, like, gone down the rabbit hole. Now I really have to explain something. Oh, yeah,
1: it gets, it. Yeah. We we were actually tossing around names for him and kind of being like, okay, what do you think about this and what do you think about this and told um, our son Finn a couple of the names and since then he's thought that he thinks there's two babies in here and these are their names, like, oh. and I'm like, it, no, it's and there's like no way to explain it at this point, yeah. Um, so I'm basically failing at this whole parenting thing is what I'm saying <laughs> I don't think that as a two-year-old he's going to be
0: terribly scarred from the confusion <laughs> of the baby cooking I think no, he'll be scarred be fine,
1: from but... like having to share his life with another being and that's what will scar him <laughs> yeah there
0: you go <laughs> exactly so, so I but better. you're doing everything quote-unquote right right <laughs> aren't you supposed to the two years apart is like the ideal did you guys make that decision accordingly no
1: it no just happened. we did not it was a surprise oh surprise
0: <laughs> a wonderful surprise a wonderful surprise <laughs> um listen worst case scenario he grows up to be a cannibal just like Hannibal.
1: yeah I mean worst case or, or scenario. best case I mean that would at least you know it's <laughs> a fascinating pretty, pretty great story to be able yeah. to tell your friends at dinner parties what when a, you're retired right fascinating like, when character. My son does. Hey. oh my gosh
0: did you why <laughs> have you watched that show Hannibal at all no I haven't Mm-mm. I st- someone told me that I would like it they thought and so I watched the first Two episodes and was like, no, (laughs) not. I'm sure I would have been into it when I was a teenager. When I was into like scary people. You know, I like was
1: fascinated by scary people. Yeah, I kind like, of went through that phase. I, th- I feel like everybody when you're teenager it's like how far can you push your limits and your boundaries and how much can you handle? Yeah. You know, like big roller coasters and
0: Oh, did you do and did you do stuff like I that? I was the big roller coaster you girl. Were. Yeah. Like I like the I scariest was never, roller coaster. I never I was always still a little afraid of scary roller coasters. Where did you grow up that you had
1: access to like Southern California. Okay. So, so you like went to Magic Mountain. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, Magic Mountain. And of course I like after I would go on it I would get like the frisbee that commemorated the fact that I went on Viper or whatever it was.
0: Uh, It's like winning a trophy when you eat like the giant hamburger at some place (laughs) that is famous for it's like six pounds of beef or whatever.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, And you never got like sick to your stomach or anything like that? No,
1: no. I have a really, I have a good stomach, I gotta say. Like I don't throw up in my pregnancies for the most part and it's, I I know, I'm super lucky. Yeah. Like some people throw up when they're giving birth. Did not happen to me. I never heard that before. You never heard that? Yeah, I know. So a lot of women I know throw up yeah mm. i know On does that scare you everything now everything else please <laughs> everything about labor scares me everything
0: about <sighs> labor um okay so southern yeah, california and when that is yeah is southern california like the theme park and 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 capital of the world it feels like there's more I know. theme parks options southern, southern california per, or florida right yeah florida. i guess florida really is too Florida is so much more unpleasant to be outside, in my experience.
1: I've never been to Florida. I've never been.
0: I've been there several times. Florida is one of those places where I had never been, and kind of was like, maybe I'll never go. And then all of a sudden, I just had to be there all the time for <laughs> stuff. Like that's an exaggeration, but yeah, I think I've been there like four times for one reason or another, including that's just coming crazy. back from Tampa uh, doing Metrocon, which is a oh, comic con wow. there. It's oh more—it's na- more like a Japanese anime convention. Cool. But um, yeah, and it is. Every time I go to Florida and when I take a breath, because I'm from Arizona and you're from Southern California, you know, that humidity, I just never, it feels like I'm going to drown (laughs) in the air. Like you walk out into the humidity and my body is like, something is horribly, horribly wrong.
1: I lived in Hawaii for six months earlier this year, which sounds amazing, but I was crazy allergic to it by the end of it because of the dampness. Because I grew up in Southern California and I'm used to dry air and stuff and you know, it just, there's more mold or whatever and blah, blah, blah. And I was literally allergic to the island oh. for like the last like two months that I lived so there. So just coughing, sneezing, runny just, nose, yeah, like the burning itchy, eyes. Itchy eyes, like yep. everything you see on those allergy commercials yep. I had and I was miserable and I'm like, how am Did I miserable Did they not get, like you couldn't
0: take like Claritin or something? I was that, taking
1: Claritin, yeah, often. You know, what, on, by but the way, I take like... Claritin
0: every day and it doesn't really work. <laughs> so I'm not sure why I just tried it's, to like <laughs> get them to sponsor the podcast. <laughs>
1: It's uh because because Claritin is a sponsor of yeah. the podcast. No. Um, only. No, it it worked to some degree but not really. I yeah. mean, not day after day after day after day. Were
0: you and is where was that necessary roughness or no that, that was you were why the
1: the sadly short-lived like so many series I've done, so yeah. sadly. Well, <laughs> we lived Last Resort. Is it what was it about? And I apologize for not knowing. Submarine. It was a submarine. It was a political thriller, mm-hmm. and um, the world was on the brink of World War III. It's a submarine. They go rogue after basically sort of standing up for their morals and refusing to fire on Pakistan. The mm-hmm. nuclear submarine, and they take over an island in the South Pacific, and basically say we're we're not leaving here until we find out what really happened. Mm-hmm. You know, something's fishy interesting yeah it was a fantastic it pilot. sounds
0: really good i'm so embarrassed that i don't even know it hey I, there's a lot <laughs> that i miss you know if i don't audition for it or if i you You're know like, what is that show? i just won't necessarily know what it is yeah but. it
1: was it was on we, i think we did 13 episodes last year and it starred andre brower and scott speedman oh, and wow. um it was it was a really good show it was definitely the best the best pilot script that i read yeah. last pilot season i thought it was just uh, phenomenal um but i think it just you know it just didn't hit its stride but i got to live in hawaii for 6 months yeah, and that was an amazing absolutely.
0: experience and what, and what was your character
1: i played a what was i i was a um an arms dealer i was i came from oh. a big money family and i was sort of like the um, it was written as a male role originally, uh-huh. so she kind of had this sort of ballsy, brash nice, quality, I and like she was it. a saleswoman, and she sold weapons. And then the world was on the brink of World War III, and then she ended up being the only person who could sort of take down the government and try and figure out what was going on because she was the only person who had access. I it was a great a Hold of this. It was a can great I character. Can I see all thirteen
0: episodes? I think it just
1: came out on DVD.
0: Is it frustrating to? Will be frustrating to the viewer as some great shows have been, where you don't know you're getting yanked, so you're you, you're loving. Got, feeling they you
1: luckily, kind of got ABT to gave us you got to end it the way you, it. You, you wanted to end it, yeah.
0: Okay, great, yeah, which was really oh, nice. I'm excited to see it. Yeah, last cool. resort, last resort, and you got to live in Hawaii. Had you spent much time? I'm not proud of this at all, and no one will. I've been so many places in the world, and I still have never been to Hawaii. You've never been to Hawaii? I know, I don't know what you know. <laughs> In all of my, like, romances and all that kind of stuff, nobody has ever said – like, I haven't ever – it's not been this, like, fierce – thing that i have to go this place that i have to go i think it was yeah. like one of those places where like everyone goes to hawaii i'll get there you'll eventually get there. and then it just hasn't happened hasn't happened no like boyfriend i mean i uh, chris at one point was like you know we got to go to hawaii and then we just went to paris instead you know what i mean there's just always <laughs> some other place that we went instead so i still haven't been oh you'll go you'll go i it's- feel like i'm the i'm, a, I'm the last Hawaiian virgin. <laughs> It's almost as embarrassing as I'm sure (gasps) unnecessarily someone would feel admitting at my age that they were virgin.
1: (laughs) You do seem embarrassed. Yeah, no. I mean, I think you've got time. You've got time. You never know. You're young. You never know. (laughs) It's beautiful. I love Hawaii. I had actually lived there when I was 17. I had a boyfriend at the time, 17, 18. I had a boyfriend at the time whose dad was a contractor, and he was building a house over there. And they uh, offered... For us to come live in their condo, so I lived in I lived in their condo Not on Maui, bad. and I worked at a Sicilian restaurant, waitressing. Not? No, hostessing. I couldn't even waitress, and <laughs> and uh, at a gym, at a women's. Uh, no, I guess it was like a Gold's Gym. It was a Gold's okay. Gym. So I worked double jobs. So you had two jobs. So it wasn't yeah. just like
0: kicking back. No,
1: no, no. I've I've always worked. I mean, when I was in college, I was working. I was waitressing at Jerry's Famous Deli. Oh, sure. Yeah, delicious I, I, matzo I, you ball you know, soup. Very delicious. Very heavy. Lots of people don't know this, but heavy heavy to carry when you're a small girl. Oh, yeah. A matzo ball is like a baseball. It's like the size of my head. It's yeah. It's ridiculous. Yeah, they're really heavy. big. That was the hardest part about that job for me at Jerry's Deli, to be honest. All of the plates were so freaking <laughs> heavy. <laughs> I guess they
0: would be. We're talking corned beef sandwiches piled so high. That's like two, three pounds right there. Seriously. That is really funny. And
1: I work out. You know, I'm a decently (laughs) strong girl, but... That was hard. Yeah, that's... (laughs) And how long was that that you worked at Jerry's? I worked at Jerry's, I think, for about a year, two years. And I worked midnight shift because I would go to college during the day. And that was the only time that I could could get a job.
0: Boy, you put your nose to the grindstone.
1: So this is all a Los Angeles... Yeah. All Los Angeles. So
0: what's the rest of your family makeup? Like what was when you were a teenager? Who was, who was in the house? It was my
1: dad and my mom and my little sister. And my little sister lives in Portland now. And, um, and then my dad, my mom are still in San Diego. Actually, my mom is at my house right now helping with my son. Nice. Which is amazing. Um, but yeah, so that's my dad, my mom are still married and, um, and my sister is awesome and she's a talented poet and writer and, um, and she's married wonderful. to, and Portland's amazing. Oh, and so she's great. married to this guy who does amazing metal work. Um, my brother-in-law, oh. and their company's called Hand Forge. Hand Forge, Hand okay. Forge, and they do um, all this really beautiful jewelry, and it's got this great sort of like weight to it. And like he made their I'm wedding break bands. This down. They're just the coolest, oh, the coolest couple. I feel like that. they were like the original hipster couple before anybody knew what hipster was.
0: I mean, they sound like they could be. I mean, if they were kooky enough, they could be on an episode of Portlandia. Do they watch that show?
1: They. Yes, we have definitely. I love that show. It's so good. It's hilarious. It's so good. Um. Yeah. Hand Forge. Hand Forge. I wrote it
0: down i 'm um, sure on the pinterest page we 'll have a a, link, a direct link to hand forge i can 't wait to see it um, yeah, I always wanted to be able I worked at a bead store when I was in college and so I loved being able to make like make jewelry in the sense that you 're like stringing together and yeah. putting the clasp and the crimping and all that kind of stuff. But the idea of being able to weld and create your own like metal work is very very cool It's
1: amazing i think for her for her engagement band, he had this sort of like an old coin that had been his grandfather's or something. And he was able to like melt it down and turn it into this beautiful piece of jewelry or something. I'm just like, it's very, very amazing what he, what he does.
0: It is. That is very cool. They are hipsters. They are
1: very cool. What was your, um, what was your
0: teenagerhood Like, like what area of town did you live in? And, and, um, And what were you into and stuff?
1: My dad ran the local community television station, um, for Oceanside and he still does. It's called K O C T. And, um, so that's what he did. So we live in Oceanside, but I went to school in Carlsbad. We lived in this tri city area. So we were technically in the Carlsbad school district. And, um, and so I went to school with the same kids since I was about six, you know, since kindergarten, it was pretty much all the same kids. Yeah. And, um, it was a good, I had like a sort of like the quintessential high school experience. Like I was on the cheerleading squad and it's a very like sports oriented school. Mm -hmm. Um, and mostly I had a good experience except that I, that I do. And I feel like a lot of girls have this experience looking back. I remember, you know, up until junior high, I was in like the gifted and talented program and I was really, you know, more intellectual and then got into junior high and I realized really quickly that gets you nowhere, <laughs> sadly. And oh, no. I remember just going, mm, I'm going to, I'm going to pretend like none of that exists. Isn't that sad? Interesting. And now Interesting. I, I think about this for myself. Like if I ever have a daughter about, you know, how I would kind of handle that transition, yeah. but definitely getting into junior high and and I was completely flat. I did not develop in any way shape or form until i was almost out of high school yeah it was like i was i didn't even hit 100 pounds until i think my junior year of high school like i was itty bitty so i was looking all around and all of these girls like the girls who were developing and you're just like oh that's they're getting so much attention and like it was very confusing yeah I i think most people find junior high awful and confusing yeah yeah, I
0: do. I think I think you're right. I think I'm trying. I'm looking back on the course of the the guests that I've had, and I think my junior high was less drama filled than my high school experience, because um, high school was really when I kind of went nuts. But. Um, <laughs> but 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 i think there was more like confusion and mean spiritedness among the kids too it seemed like it was like a yeah. really rough age yeah kind of 12 13 14 i
1: guess i definitely remember i i had been friends with with this girl i don't remember where where we knew each other from before but um And we'd, you know, put on plays in the summer together in her garage. And we had that sort of classic childhood relationship. And then we got to junior high and I was like the plague to her. Mm. And I remember her literally just kicking me out of their lunch group. Oh, at lunch no. one day, and how traumatic! If yeah. so, it took me a long. It sounds so silly now, but it and I'm sure it was like, for no good
0: reason. No at good all. reason, just sure, like random cruelty, I,
1: right? And I think I think honestly, it was just that I was really young. I was already young to go into junior high. I think I was. Eleven when I started junior high. I'm Mm -hmm. I'm I'm, I have a late September birthday, so Mm -hmm. I always like I went to college at seventeen. Like I was yeah. So but my birthday is February, but I but they took me they pulled me out of
0: kindergarten and put me into first grade,
1: which is like the most ridiculous grade to
0: quote unquote skip because it's like (laughs) I guess because I already knew how to read. I don't know, but like it's just really funny that yeah that it was I, I always joke about that like what what is what do you learn in kindergarten i only rem- i feel like i was like i didn't wet my pants and i knew how to tie my shoes so they were <laughs> you like you were What's very advanced in first grade yeah <laughs> and i was tall i was tall so i probably looked like a first grader so oh. they probably were like but um,
1: it's but it's, yeah, yeah, being it's kind a of young hard and, to be the younger one, mm-hmm. the younger oh,
0: your friends one. drive first and right. all that kind of you're stuff, always and kind of
1: behind yeah. everybody. So plus think, you were little, yeah, yeah. So I think it was kind of all of those things. Just the maturity level wasn't really there, mm-hmm. and I think she was just kicked me out, and it was. Awful. And it, the sad thing is that I dealt with it by sort of bullying a friend of mine. Oh, I was going to ask you because yeah. you kind of go either way, right? When stuff Which, like that happens, we either
0: turn it on someone else or we become extremely compassionate yeah. immediately.
1: Yeah, and I think <gasps> I think I did a little of a little of both. Like that was the time that I became became a vegetarian, and I was all about animal rights, and like I joined PETA. And I look back and I'm like, well, it's because I felt powerless, so sure. I was trying to give power to you know these voiceless creatures. Yeah. So it was a combination of that, and then also this friend of mine who I'd been friends with for, a long, and I've apologized to him profusely. Yeah. Because th- he's literally the only person that I ever bullied, and I regret it so much I, and he was a boy he huh? was a boy yeah was, was it somebody at, from school or someone somebody like from in theater with yeah. me and i was just you know just kind of did the same thing just cold shouldered him
0: isn't that awful it's, it is awful but i think we're all capable of it i mean we all have those though especially when you're younger you don't know why things happen and i don't think that you're you going know. from a to b
1: no you like don't know the, why you're, you're doing yeah it. you
0: don't i mean for you to have that perspective now is very different than like when it was right. happening. I'm sure you were just like, "Oh, he's so annoying and I'm un- I'm totally. unhappy being around him, so I'm just going to completely ignore him or whatever." Right.
1: Exactly. I yeah. Oh, those
0: crazy times. But, so when so, you got into uh when you got into high school, you sort of were still in the mode of like, "Listen, it's not that cool to be smart, so I'm just going to hide my how
1: smart I am." Yeah, pretty I mean pretty much. Yeah, it was just like it doesn't It really got got you nowhere it seemed like um so silly but I you know the funny thing is like during summers I was still I was going to summer school and I was taking college classes and I didn't I didn't stop you know doing the things that I found interesting I just didn't talk about them yeah yeah life It it was it was kind of a double life and I remember when I graduated high school everybody in sort of my circle was like oh my gosh what sorority are you going into and I was like F that. I am so <laughs> done with this. I am going to theater school and I'm going to wear all black and I'm going to like let my freak flag fly finally. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I totally did.
0: It's so interesting too. Cause yeah, it's like <clears throat> the world that we end up being a part of in high school like in the same environment, I'm always so interested in what causes just exactly kind of what you were saying about the boy and the bullying and the girl who did that to you and stuff. Like how all the different things that come together in our own personalities, but also in our own upbringing, and our own social context that, you know, would make someone else in your same similar situation, totally rebel against all of that and become the, I guess the kid that I sort of did, which was like, you know, smoking clove cigarettes and you know wearing black lipstick and stuff in high school yeah or was that just but but like i but but i can't pat myself on the back and say like oh i was rebelling against the idea that that you know that it was cool to be in sports and stuff because that wasn't something that i aspired to that mm. i then rebelled against i thought that what i was doing was the cool was like the 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 socially cool thing to do so it's right. not like i was like doing something more advanced or like I was more evolved than you. Cause I went right. that way. I was completely infatuated by that group and that's what appealed to me. So I, you know, d- right. conformed to that. I'm sure. Right. But like, I, it's interesting. Like what, what, what sort of takes you down those roads, how those things come to be like, what would yeah. I have, you know, what had I not really just like been completely in love with this one girl who was so, that that like I wanted to be exactly like her if I hadn't met her when I met her would I had necessarily have gone down that same road I don't know it's
1: hard to say interesting I think that's such an interesting thing that you just touched on that idea of that girl crush that first girl crush that you have that it's it's not sexual necessarily but it's just you see somebody and you want to be her oh yeah and it's it's an obsessive thing for me it was a girl at camp it was one of the camp counselors same age and I she was just so cool and her name was amber and she had really really dark hair and it was her and her best friend were counselors at the camp mm-hmm. and they were just the coolest
0: <laughs> i just listened to the, the the i don't know if you listen to the this american life podcast but the, they just did an episode on camp and it was awesome. really good oh, it was so it. good yeah you should check it out because anybody i mean they specifically were talking they they spend most of their time uh, on the episode talking about like the really specific long-term summer camp experience that, to me, in my mind, a lot of East Coasters had. Um, I think of it, and, and it's not said uh, explicitly on the podcast, and, in fact, the podcast is takes place in Chicago, so I don't even know if they were, like, in... I don't remember where, if they were going up to, like, the Berkshires or wherever, yeah. but in my mind, as I'm listening to it and listening to the, the accents and stuff, I have this sort of idea of an upper middle class family potentially jewish i don't mean that in any kind of a bigoted way Mm -hmm. but that 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 sends their kids to camp they go to like these sort of prep schools Mm -hmm. and then they go to this like wonderful camp where they're there for like the entire summer or at least like a month away and they've got their cabins and all that stuff and and they talk on this one it's always fun when i just tell someone else's like talk about someone else's podcast on my own (laughs) podcast but um but they talk a lot about but like particularly because of what this podcast kind of encapsulates too um it was a, it was a really extra interesting episode to me was like that the, the, these girls are like they talk about how some some kids just live for camp like they spend their whole school year kind of putting up with their friends at school mm. fantasizing about their camp friends and their camp experience and Where how much it defines be themselves. yeah Wow. And that's more interesting and more adventurous and all of that. Yeah. But like, did you go to camp regularly? Did you? Because I only went to like a couple of camps and it was never like I always went back to the same camp every year. It was just like this year I'm going to, believe it or not, computer camp I went <gasps> to one year.
1: That's Nerd. awesome. alert uh, you know what one of my favorite classes I've ever taken was typing in seventh grade and like I know how to properly type I have like a really good what is it words per minute yeah I I think I do too if I needed to be a secretary I could rock that I'm pretty good too
0: I did I had to do a test I when I first came out here I temped for a hot second before I got dinner in a movie that's awesome and I was like you have to like they They that's one of the things that they like find out about you and I wasn't sure but I'd had all these grown up jobs where I was typing all day so it makes sense. But I had never measured it. And then I did it. And I was like, and they were like, oh, you're really good. And I was you're like, like computer I'm camp. really good. Patting <laughs> myself on the back. Secretaries unite. Like <laughs> something about that feels, which is I, I do, it, like feels sort of anti-feminist because you don't want to think that being an administrative assistant is like the end of the line. But at right. the same time, more power to a woman who wants to do that and is satisfied by doing that. And I have no right to say yeah, that's I- not enough. Who am I to say that? But yeah, fast. Did you learn how to w- type w. at
1: computer camp?
0: I did learn how to type a computer camp. Go computer camp. Yeah, at the same time, I think that we were, and maybe I've said this on the podcast before, but I feel like we were in front of a computer maybe an hour a day. And the That's rest
1: hilarious. of it was just your normal, it's like, canoeing. Though. And yeah. For kids, more than an hour a day in front of a computer, That's maybe, true. yeah, too much. It
0: did feel weird. She it was like up in the Arizona mountains. It was like yes. beautiful mountains. In front of computers. Camp. And then you go inside this dark room where you're in front of a computer. You're yeah, right. No. It probably wouldn't have been that great to do it more. <laughs> With like the printers that make the like, (coughs) and like the green (coughs) (laughs) turtle.
1: yep totally Oregon Trail
0: yes yeah. exactly <laughs> so anyway
1: so camp for you camp what was for me did you was, go to the same camp I went to um and I'm gonna mess it up but I think it was called Camp Cuyamaca okay and it's a girl scout camp and it was girl oh, scout horse camp. so you were a scout I was a scout love it hmm and uh horse camp so I would go and it was just a week every summer and I probably went for four summers and I would just get to ride my little heart out that's great. And it was awesome. And honestly, I really enjoyed mucking out the stalls. And so what does that mean? That just like to you're cleaning up horse poop, mucking out, sounds... mucking out. You gotta, you gotta clean yeah. up after the horses. Cause you they teach you. I really horse? did. There is something about taking care of these creatures yeah. that I loved. And, yeah, I don't know.
0: <laughs> do really you still ever thing. get back on a horse? You know what?
1: I, when I first started working as an actress, one of the first things I did with my income was uh, horseback riding lessons. Oh, that's so great. So I would drive. And so for me, it was sort of like, oh, my gosh, I can finally do this because we did not grow up with a lot of money. And I was there were, there were a lot of things that I wanted to do and wasn't able to do. Time constraints as well. And horses were one of them. Um, yeah, and talk I think about that's,
0: an expensive. Everybody yeah. who's ever owned a horse is like, oh, it's, it's
1: the most expensive thing. Yeah. More than like putting your kids through college. The whole thing it's it's crazy and there's just there was just no possible way to ever do it growing up and so I always swore there was a couple things that I was like when I start making money as an adult this is what I want to do and one was voice lessons singing and one was um, horseback riding so I used to ride every Sunday I used to um, drive from Westwood out to Malibu and go ride okay it was awesome and I um I did it until I got to a place that I realized I would need to do it more in order to progress I would need to be there more than once a week and so I tried going twice a week for a while and it was you know it was just a long drive drive. it was a long drive and I um with trying to pursue an acting career at the same time it was not realistic Yeah. yeah it's a
0: long drive especially in and it is such a city where A long drive, you have to, like, time it so exquisitely so that you're avoiding both ends of rush hour traffic, which leaves you with, like a three hour window in the middle of
1: the day. And that's well, it. like Sunday was fine. That's true. You know, Sunday works. But then when I needed to add more writing, it was it, like, there's what what no day, what, good yeah. day to be on PCH that in the summer. So true. What about the equestrian center? I mean, at the time I lived in Westwood. So, Oh yeah. It makes no sense. Yeah. Too, right? it, it was just too far. But now I've definitely, you know, the, and on they on have Easter. an equestrian center in Griffith park and I've, I've thought yeah. about it, but they have everything in Griffith Park. Yes, Griffith park it's is such amazing. a great, wonderful, huge park. I live like a mile from there and it's been brilliant. I Isn't love it. It's so great. I can't time. stop saying good things about Griffith Park. Yeah,
0: I joined like the California National Parks Association based on my love of Griffith Park because awesome. I just felt like... Like, oh, this is what grown-ups – I don't know why I say that. I don't know why somehow like choosing like what solicitations in the mail you're actually going to pay attention to suddenly feels grown-up to me. But it is like (laughs) to be like such an avid cyclist up there and to be like – you know what? I guess it's time I start protecting the things I care about. Like I think I'm going to start donating money to the, yeah, but it they, but they do have everything. And the equestrian center, I just, it's funny you bring up horses because I just was riding. I ride on the, um, the LA river path uh, almost every day, but I also like break it up by doing like part river, but then I go into the park and ride past the zoo and the golf course. And I have all these different, all these different, like basically like one hour round trip, like, things where you know okay if i do this but then i add this leg to it then i'll be riding for an hour total that back to my car and yesterday i was like i think i want to do something a little different so i rode the river to um like kind of western and then down into the equestrian center and just rode all the way to um olive and then back and uh and every time i'm in the equestrian center i'm like it is so charming guys just to give this to just so you know why i'm charmed by it um it's so cool to me that like in the middle of this bustling metropolis Mm -hmm. where there's like movie studios everywhere and the LA river and yes griffith park but it's just this whole community of stables and it seems like everyone who lives in the equestrian area like they all have horses because they want to be near their horses
1: and so it's so like old school and charming yeah it's it's like i feel like Horse people are horse people. Like yes. you, you have to be. It is a lifestyle choice. Yes. Kind of like boat people are boat people. Yes. You know, it's like it, it's not something you can do casually. Right. That is a full time lifestyle commitment. Yeah. And I, I feel like for me, once I realized that I was like, oh, OK, you know, maybe I've got my fill. Maybe I'm like, not a horse person. Yeah. I mean, I would yeah. love to be in a different lifetime. There's yeah. a lot of things I would love to do in a different lifetime. Like I would love to live on a farm and can like I grow vegetables you, later on when
0: we play mash. That is going to be uh, <laughs> I'm going to write that down right now other lives so i remind myself um yeah you're so right and the boat thing too i didn't grow up around that at all because obviously i'm from arizona and like (laughs) there's just not a body of water anywhere close but i mean some people did have boats that they would take up to like lake powell
1: or wherever. but um have you spent much time on boats it is so not for me yeah. In any way, shape, or form. Like, a wa- so I mean, I grew up at the beach. Basically, my dad's a surfer. So basically, my summers were, if I wasn't at horse camp, you know, it was like, okay, we're at the beach. Yeah. That is my, my, my childhood memory. So you'd think I would be a water baby and no. Not really. I, I could even take then, it or leave it. In, yeah. Even then, do you remember being like, eh, this is what we're all doing, but... No. I mean, that's what there was to do, and it's beautiful, and you have a great time, and like, you know... Would have, you be out, like, in Malibu? Would you go up to, like, Point no, Doom, in, or would you just in be Southern California? This is Southern California. Oh, right, right like, this is, Yeah, exactly. Okay. So, you'd be on the beaches, like, Cherry Street, and... Got it. What, what else? Tamarack, and all of those yeah. beaches down there. Yeah. Um, and which, by
0: the way, you get a very nice view of if you take the surfliner, the train yes, you that you do. take that I took from Comic Con.
1: So I just saw all of these beach babies yep. out like on a Sunday, a, a Saturday morning. That's my high school experience, like basically to a T, just the beach. Yeah. Um, which was. Amazing! It's a very unique upbringing, but I think I've had my fill of mm-hmm. it. Maybe, maybe it'll be a little different when I'm older. But um at this point, I'm just kind of like, nah, no, nah, it doesn't. And my my husband and I have this thing with fish too. Like, <laughs> I I don't like it, it's it's a little freaky. And you'd think growing <laughs> up basically in the ocean, it wouldn't be a big Wait, deal. What's freaky about it? Talking about fish, it's like it's a, you look down and there's a fish by your foot, like. <laughs> How is that not freaky? Well, I will say this,
0: is that I am, again, probably growing up in the desert, although we would go to to La Cañada and inevitably Ventura, because I have family who lived on the beach in Ventura. Every year we would do, um, we would be there at least a week. But um, I also have this kind of weird, I mean, like, but I'm fascinated by it. Like one of my favorite things to do in San Francisco would be to walk along the bay at night And give myself goosebumps just thinking about, like, the world of sea creatures that are like, if I just accidentally fell in, I would just be in their world. Like... (laughs) I'm sorry great white sharks what like in the bay oh my god that's terrifying but I liked it was almost like seeing a scary movie like I would walk along it like like yeah what if I just fell in oh my god what if I fell in oh my god I like get chills and stuff but it my, is fascinating and so strange and like I do not feel I belong there so I will agree with you on that count I've never been snorkeling I've
1: never been scuba diving my recurring um, nightmare as a child was falling into the submarine exhibit at Disneyland oh that was my favorite ride. Oh my God. I can't. So to that's why day. I have like a weird, like obsessive fear, but like love of it. Of the, it's like, like you like to scare yourself. You like to have those. But little, I mean, like, I do, goosebumps. but I'm also, I
0: love the magic of like, I love watching like the like doc like nature documentaries like stuff like that. I yeah. love the undersea stuff. I love the like depths of the sea, scary prehistoric like fang fish, but I also yeah. love finding Nemo and like all of the beautiful fish. I used to have fish, not in like an aquarium. Talk about being a certain type of person. They're like aquarium people. But um, but, I, but so I do love it, but in the same way about Hawaii. For some reason it's like I love it at a distance. And I never want to like cross over yeah. and then, you know, have a panic attack and throw up into my, uh, get my mask if I'm snorkeling or something.
1: I, yeah, I, I like to, I can watch them or like the aquarium is awesome. Cause yeah. there's glass in between I, me and the fish. You don't have to have a slimy fish. I do not, not need to ever. go in there. Um, it just, it doesn't need to happen. Um, I uh, the weird thing is I have like some really great so, like I lived when I was living in Hawaii when I was 17 I, I we would go snorkeling all the time and we knew all our little spart- spots on the island and there was a place where we would go and it was a big almost like hole right off this reef that the sea turtles would swim in so oh, we would wow. just it was he, I can't believe that I did this I think I was just young enough to not like to kind of still have that bravado yeah Um, and we would just go swim with like these 30 sea turtles at oh, once my circling gosh. All around us oh, and it and was like amazing. a local it was it was so cool. Would I do it now? Hell no. Like it sounds so, terrifying But it's to me so right now. interesting that, that you would think that, yeah, you, uh, to your point, you would think
0: that if you grew up in that environment and that was something you were comfortable doing younger, why right. would it then later become something that you wouldn't be comfortable with? I know. I
1: wonder. I, I think Even my a, life a just changed it's so like much. Some,
0: some hidden memory of like a <laughs> turtle biting you and you wiped it out of well, your mind. Oh my and god. Okay, can't. so
1: here's the thing. So for my honeymoon I was like, okay, we're gonna go somewhere fabulous. We went to Bora Bora and we went which we'd never been on a vacation we've been together for seven years and like literally never taken a vacation together we're like we're gonna do it up went to Bora Bora got one of those huts that's over the ocean there Sure. and I'm like this is gonna be amazing we're just gonna jump off into the ocean it's gonna be awesome I think I did it maybe five times and like was about to have a panic attack Wow. because I was just like no I don't know what's down there and then (laughs) and then at night is it clear is the water clear yeah it's totally clear it's gorgeous it's, it's
0: gorgeous but the clear water is almost scarier to me like have you seen that movie the beach with Leonardo DiCaprio no oh my god it's um it's uh it's so good it's I think Danny Boyle directed it maybe um who did like you know Slumdog Millionaire and all these like and his style is so interesting and a lot of people say it's a terrible movie I really like it it's one of those (laughs) movies where like I always end up watching it if it's on yeah it's I'm not saying it's a perfect movie but um but one of the things that happens is they live in this really like Id- idyllic place that no one knows about in, off Th- in Thailand, I think. And it's just like hidden island and, um, and the water is super clear. But then so the, when there's like a shark, it's like you just see it perfectly. And there's something so much scarier oh about God. like the seeing the shadow of the shark like moving through this clear water. It's like, Ooh. oh, it's so much worse than if you couldn't see it somehow. Oh, my God yeah okay so so you could see everything but war when i imagine i've never been there but when i imagine it i imagine for some reason clear water that like there isn't anything right there because it's just like the beach and sand
1: it's basically what it was and it was gorgeous and you know it was but like i went snort so i went to a different part i was a different island over there morea and um I got bit by a fish. You did. I was, yeah, it was like I finally geared. I was. We went and rented the snorkel equipment, and we're like, "Oh, these fish are so." You can cute. finally
0: ju- now you can justify in retrospect all of the <laughs> un- discomfort that you felt for no reason. <gasps> I was like,
1: I knew I was afraid of these these assholes what? for how some it, reason. What and, and what I, what fish was, it was a, a little tiny it, yellow like Nemo fish? I'm not even it kidding. Bit it, you? It bit me. How bad did it hurt? I, ju- I mean, it just bit my hand, and I think it was more just like that fish bit me oh, i think i was just indignant <laughs> <laughs> in fairness you were a visitor on his turf and that's that's actually what they told me at the island they were yeah. they were just kind of like mm, you're not local yeah and i was like that's eh, probably true yeah yeah i'm also afraid of
0: slash fascinated by jellyfish
1: oh yeah like, they're so they're
0: beautiful amazing. to look at and i can like the aquarium in long beach they have such a spectacular jellyfish exhibit, and I can just stand there. It is so calming to me. Yeah. There was a point at which I was like, speaking of like rich girl fantasies, like if I had money, I was like, I love, I am so calmed by looking at iridescent jellyfish. I am, it's more calming than like any drug you could take. Yeah. It's just the most soothing thing I can imagine that I was like, I would have like a, like a wall of jellyfish where I could just like go in and turn out the lights and just like snooze it up to oh, the yeah. jellyfish. But, I'm also incredibly terrified by the idea of jellyfish. Yeah, you'd have like to not touch sticky, them.
1: sticky, stingy. Oh, I think this oh. is why they invented lava lamps. Like, oh! Right? You're so right. Because they're low maintenance, but lava it's like looking jellyfish. at jellyfish.
0: That's really interesting. I my, never theory. my theory. I'm putting it out there.
1: I like it. I never You associated. need a giant lava lamp is, is what I've discovered about you today.
0: Yeah. I I can't. And yet... Yeah. I don't know if I can get past the, past the cheese factor of. It's lava a lava lamp. lamp. It is a lava At the end lamp, of the day. but just
1: tell people it's jellyfish. You know, people will be yeah, like, "Oh, nice lava lamp," and you say, "No, those are those jellyfish." Are actual
0: jellyfish. <laughs> I wonder who would believe that. <laughs> One of the things that I love about wow, this getting really inside, I'm only going to say this really quickly, but one of the things that I love about testing at Warner Brothers is that the the lava room where you like, you know, it's just like a, a country living room that you test in front of all the people God. at Warner Brothers. Instead, you probably just get straight offers now. But um, when you test at Warner Brothers, it's like the nicest group. They're super warm. They're super sweet. Everybody's yeah. just sitting on big fluffy couches. It's like they're the the, you know there's a beautiful like trees and and uh, grass outside in the window it's the yeah, opposite yeah, yeah. of those like weird auditorium like yes gross yeah, yeah, yeah. dark slideshow kind of room there's that
1: tiny tiny little waiting room with like tea yeah and, yeah. yeah and th- they have lava lamps
0: there's like three lava lamps in that room how in, have at i Warner not Brothers. ever noticed the lava it's lamps really i know because i've been
1: terrified every time i've
0: been in there <laughs> they really do their best to make it soothing yeah <laughs> <laughs> they're like a pl- it's almost like a bed and breakfast when you're waiting to go in it's like oh hand sanitizer they're kleenex really
1: nice. they have you everything want some airborne. You, could possibly what could you possibly want or need except they put all of you into this tiny room and you just have to look at each other That's and wait true. to see and whose name they're going to call kind of can hear like if you don't have headphones yeah, here, you, can you hear. kind of can hear what's going on yeah which is which which can be good you can get some like sneaky information as to like what's hitting oh my gosh i'm i can't do that <laughs> It
0: just makes me so, like, in my head. I get stuck in my head if it's like, I just heard laughing. I just heard laughing. She's really funny. Why am I even auditioning? It's you know so it's about, stupid. I remember
1: auditioning for um, Always Sunny in Philadelphia. And there's been a number of shows that I've auditioned for right after the girl who eventually ends up getting it. Um, <laughs> I feel that I also have had that experience. But sometimes you are the girl and then
0: you, get, right. you kind of leave knowing... I, they just spent 20 minutes with me. I wouldn't want to follow me
1: because I've been that girl so right. many times. You're all, right. you know, one or the other. Like, it's okay, like, okay, yeah. yeah. But it's always sunny in Philadelphia. I went in for right after Caitlin went in for it. And I remember hearing the whole audition and going, oh, she's brilliant. <laughs> going, oh, she's going to get this. She's fantastic. And same with uh, Cougar Town. I went in right after Busy. Oh, We wow. were hanging out in the in the waiting room. Yeah, because you guys do thrilling together yeah, and all yeah, that yeah. good stuff. And then and she went in and I was like, this is such a busy Phillips part. She's going to kill this. Yeah. And I have to go in right after her. Awesome. And likewise,
0: I'm sure with other people and you like autumn killed it and you got it and you were on the show and it is true. You are so different than those two other girls. It's always nice when it's like, you don't it's not like your nemesis in the it's the exact right. same you know something about the way you act
1: is so similar or like whatever to be a different kind of a type or. i don't i don't feel like there's anybody in the industry that i'm like constantly battling for one I part. Don't have
0: that either yeah. yeah there are people that, ass, that i have people like assume that i must always go up against yeah and i'm like you know what i've tested with them once for one show yeah and it's either been that i've been working or they've been working or whatever it is that's different enough about me might have made sense in that sliver of a moment of that character. But there's that in general, I feel like this is so show busy, but (laughs) in general, I feel like, um, yeah, there are, it's not like there's not a lot of crossover. Yeah. Yeah. And I wonder if that's true for more people than we think, like that there's, that we are all kind of, maybe we are unique in a way that by the time we get to the testing process, they're really interested in giving three very different takes
1: rather than like, here's three of the same person. I mean, I Pick think so. Every every time I've been in recently, it's definitely been like you know, it's just com- it's very, like very di- completely, it's like completely different flavors. It's good, yeah, it's good. It helps with like how excruciating this world
0: can be sometimes. <laughs> oh yes. Um. So, God, I'm, I'm really into thinking about this whole undersea uh thing. I did love the submarine adventure.
1: Oh my God! I, would I, you I s- go on it if coaxed? I, yeah, I would. Oh my God! I I haven't but had be like, to really be like put in that dilemma in a really long time. But now with kids i'm imagining gonna get there sooner than i than i think i am really i gotta admit i'm really scared yeah really scared i know they're not even real fish
0: (laughs) (laughs) and now it's something different right now it is finding nemo oh is it yeah it's not even
1: for a long time the the submarine was closed see i'm gonna have to go on this because my son loves nemo he went to the zoo in griffith park yesterday and they have nemo on the carousel and that's all he talked about last night that he rode nemo and he went up and down and then he got i don't know it's like this
0: is the universe's way of making you face your discomfort about fish do you eat fish
1: yeah i do yeah I do. I, I like, you know what? I watched, okay, Top Chef, that show, I used to watch it. And there was a girl on it who gave a quote at one point. She was like, I love fish. I love to cook with them. I love to eat them. I love to swim with them. And I was like, I want to be her. Yeah. Just, it was such a healthy, holistic relationship. <laughs> so I really tried. I think that's when we went to Bora Bora. I really tried to sort of cultivate that side and in theory like when i'm thinking about it i'm like it's gonna be great i'm gonna go snorkeling it's gonna be great then the second like any part of me touches the water i'm like i am freaking (laughs) out right now so what do so okay so horseback riding is something that
0: you loved but you haven't necessarily been doing with the same kind of regularity that you were doing when you were doing it weekly yeah um snorkeling and being around fish (laughs) is something that you uh wish that you had more comfort with what's yeah. what is your comfort zone now in terms of like the sort of in between is there something that you do frequently more frequently mm-hmm. than horseback riding that you feel more comfortable doing um, than snorkeling oh like my a, gosh like a hike or like, like, like
1: a... yeah i mean i go hiking a lot in griffith park and yoga i do a lot of yoga um yeah, i I grew up camping. That was a big, big yeah, I thing wish for me. I camped more. Wait, that is my childhood. Like that was what we did. Um, the redwoods, all up and down the California yeah. coast. I think I've camped at every campsite in California. Um, That's super cool. Which is awesome. Do I you mean, fish? Speaking of, like, yeah, I haven't been fishing. in a while. Yeah. You know, what was really cool. My sister, we both my sister and I were vegetarians for most of our life. And I started eating meat again in my 20s. And then she in her 20s decided, you know, it was going to be better for her health to eat, um, to eat meat. But what she- was that your decision also? Like, what was your process of deciding not to interrupt? But uh, well, I realized that what I believed at 11 wasn't necessarily what I believed at 21. Mm-hmm. And that I had more of like, a, I believe in natural foods and, mm-hmm. and, you know, kind kind meats i suppose yeah as, I much, totally as, as much as that can yeah. be a thing and so i yeah so i transitioned back into eating fish and then eventually back into chicken and now i basically most of the time i eat vegetarian mm-hmm. but i i'm i'll, I'll try anything mm-hmm. at this point like i'm more of a foodie mm-hmm. um but my sister, it was, you know, more for her health. And she decided if she was going to go to eat meat, she was going to catch it and kill it and cook it herself. That's really impressive. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. So we went fishing. We went out on a fishing boat in Oceanside and we caught some big, I don't even know what they were. And, and, you know, when we killed them and like helped skin and boating everything. boating isn't even your thing. No, but it was odd, like having that experience with her because yeah. it was a more sort of spiritual yeah. journey for her to go on. Yeah. Um, was a really amazing thing. But that was the last time I went fishing. And it was I, It's gonna be pretty hard to top that Because I was an amazing it experience It sounds like it um, But I'm going camping this summer I haven't yes. been in a little while We're gonna go to Big Sur Oh, that's so great yeah, I'm really excited And I really want to rent A teardrop trailer Yeah, oh yeah Right Oh my
0: god, do you get Sunset Magazine? Yes did you read about that? They just had an article about the, like trailer options. It's on it's on. Ah, it's like literally. It's so I saw your Sunset good. Magazine here. I
1: literally have it. I just it. It's read it on the plane. That is
0: so great. I just read it on the plane. All those cool options. In fact, I'm dying to go to the trailer park in Bisbee, Arizona, because yes, that's it. I used to spend yeah. tons of time in Bisbee. If you've never been, it's charming. Just go when it's like awesome. fall or spring because the weather's nice, not too hot. Yeah. But um, yeah, super cute. Like it's so perfect cute. place to have like a hipster like shishi trailer park or whatever. You need to have
1: your birthday party there. I could have my birthday party there.
0: Oh my gosh. Destination birthday party. Uh I don't know if I'm there yet, but I did make everyone come to, I do like more birthday party stuff where like, the, not this last year but the year before I had my birthday in the park like a child that's, like in the afternoon because I'm not like a huge drinker and awesome. I'm not like a huge late night partier yeah. and so for me it was like I would so much rather like eat food outside at like four o'clock
1: in the afternoon and like run around uh-huh. like a fool we are birds of a feather that's what I, for my 21st right? birthday party I took friends camping oh that's so good and I yeah. remember somebody yeah. brought somebody brought like mushrooms or something and I was pissed because oh, yeah, I was like, I was like, no not about that, yeah, it is about being outdoors and uh. you know together, and I was really angry about it, and it was sort of like the anti twenty first birthday party, yeah, I don't even uh. think I drank, I don't think so. I think it was just like, I want to be in Joshua Tree around all the rocks, yeah, it's so good to have that connection, and that's one of the things that
0: someone just recently asked me for a job if I would move to New York, and I was just like, there was a time when I first started doing this, maybe, you know, I mean, I guess it's been like nine years for me now, but when I first started doing this that I was like, yeah, I think I, I, you know, I would for the right job. Yeah. And now my lifestyle is so much, if not more important to me than doing, uh, than, than my work. I mean, work yeah. is super important, but boy, there's a lot that I would not be that delighted with living in New York. And I love New York, but It's just not the same.
1: It's a, yeah. It's very, very urban. It's a lot to to kind of ask people to sort of pull up roots and reestablish themselves for something that you don't know is going to stick. Oh, for sure. Either, you know? For
0: sure. I, and it's yeah. like, you don't know what's going to stick and you're also afraid that it will stick in a
1: way. Yeah. You know, that yeah. it's going to completely change your life. And Yeah. Oh, it's tricky. I had a taste of that with moving to Hawaii earlier this year. Sure. That I I'm sure. I was sure. like, it's going to be great. It's going to be fine. And it was totally different with a young child. And with, you know, now I have a family and roots and we're very tied and established and, yeah, um, and it was, it was really difficult emotionally. And so we, we as a family came to the conclusion that it's like, I can't do that for a network show right now when my kids are this young, it was just not, it's, it was just really, it's really hard having everybody apart and being away from your support system. Of course. So yeah. Listen, I'm, I, I completely understand
0: that and I can't I feel that way without having a family like that I, it, as just me myself and I I you're, still I mean, feel just like just look around oh your place gosh. you're
1: super established and you have this amazing home and I like to nest yeah but you know what I will say that
0: like you know living out of a, because it was temporary like being you know we're being at the Sutton in, in <laughs> Vancouver or being uh, at the Soho residences in, in Toronto which are just like efficiency apartments yeah. nice not the Sutton so much but it's a little better than it used to be <laughs> But the but the but Soho was a really cute like kind of sizable little apartment yeah. like a separate bedroom and you yep. know kind of a big place and um and it is amazing how quickly we can adapt to it's like well this is this is what I've got this is what I'm living with and yeah. you do realize like how little of your stuff you actually require right but I also come back here and I'm like I love my house and it's great too. so you know yeah. it's a ad- I adaptation or adaption. What? Yeah. Adaptation. What? No adapting is, uh, I just turned it into like adapting a, uh, a a book to a movie. Um, but like, yeah, I think it's relative to knowing something is that you still have that waiting for you. Like, I don't know. I I don't think I could be so nomadic that like I didn't ever have this to come home to.
1: Yeah. I I think at the beginning of my career, I felt like I could, Mm -hmm. I definitely had that gypsy streak Mm -hmm. and just like wanted to travel as much as possible um, and I still have part of that. Like if I'm, if I'm in LA for six months, I get antsy. Yeah. Like yeah. I gotta, gotta get out. Gotta yep. get, get, get out. Totally relate. Yeah. But it's, it is less appealing at this, at this, you know, at this stage. Yeah. Yeah. This is, uh, I think we've got some, uh, hopefully
0: I won't forget all of the things that we've already talked about that I can fold into this mash game. Cause I think, um, there's some good there. We can tap into a <laughs> lot of this stuff. Uh, let's start with the with the sort of other lives um, idea because you, you brought up a couple of things. Um, so this is your alternate universe, Autumn, where you get to have three very different lives, whether that means like, you know, specific to a career or just like something that you would be doing all, you know, that you'd be doing all the time, whether or not it was like a new career, just sort of like alternate universe, Autumn, three.
1: Oh, I love this. Okay. Um, I think one would be like, hippie country autumn, for sure, mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm. I would be an artist, I would have a farm, I would have a horse um I would probably have a bunch of kids, mm-hmm. a big old mass of them mm-hmm. and um yeah, I would basically live in the country, love it, yeah, I would have yeah definitely That'd I love be one. that one, okay, and then second one would have been I would have moved to New York mm-hmm. when i was um when I was a teenager, and I would be doing something much more corporate. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and in in sort of like a, a CEO or leadership position, and maybe mm. this is just because mm. I saw Working Girl too many times. <laughs>
0: <I'm> so... <laughs> I totally get um, that though. But that movie I is basically... so goddamn good, and yes, it
1: does hold up
0: as dated as it is, it's and no, as
1: totally dated as like up. the outfits are and the music and stuff. The storyline totally <laughs> so holds up. Good. It's so good. Like oh. at, or Baby Boom. I just watched Baby Boom oh, again. Oh, I
0: love so Baby Boom. Amazing. That's both, right? You just that that ties in
1: both. That's Baby Boom. Autumn is exactly. like that's now. I know i would be like diane keaton in the country like right. where she's like oh my god and the roof is caving in and blah and she hates it like now i can't but like, she comes to love it She does. with her baby food but company that's because she's running a company while she's living out there yeah. yeah it is it's the best of both yeah, worlds and both i would worlds. me now i would need both yes yeah yeah um and third alternative i mean what would the third one be oh my goodness I've got a girlfriend who has a really cool job right now that I think would be a really amazing life in another world. She's she's a showrunner on Ocean Mysteries. Oh. And um, so she sets up these amazing shoots all over the world to explore you know these they've got these humpback whales that they're studying yeah and so she's always posting these pictures like oh i'm in new zealand and here's like a crazy stingray or so you know yeah. whatever it is that she's seeing and it's just this really that's neat really adventurer's cool. lifestyle okay so we'll just we'll, yeah we can put adventurer, in basically. adventurer basically yeah like some sort of you know that's great adventurer yeah that's the, she does that's have, that gypsy, she does you know, have without, a super cool job Without roots at oh, all
0: Yes indeed yeah. Oh I love it um, Okay What about You were talking about Things that you um, That you made sure to pursue uh, Like horseback riding And singing What if you had more time Would be three new Kind of um, lessons Like hobbies Things you could be taught By someone else That if you had all the time In the world You could become great at with, Through you know Through being like oh Trained gosh. or whatever
1: Um, Photoshop but that'd be love number it. one. I'm obsessed. I would love to be that's a great, a really graphic good designer. specific one. Yeah. yeah, that's been one that's been on my sort of bucket list for the last three years, and this is the year I finally did start learning how to use it. Okay, but I'm not. It's frustrating. Uh, yeah, you know, learning learning new skills is frustrating. Yeah, and um, I don't have the time to be as good at it as I would like to be. But yeah. I would. I I feel like I would be a great graphic designer. Love that. That would be number one on my list. I love that. Um, what else would I really really want to learn how like to a do hobby I'd like a hobby or like like t- I'd love to be in better shape like, great great <laughs> I'd love to be able to just be super strong you know what I'm putting on here <laughs>
0: prison cut <laughs> like if
1: you had all the time in the world because you were
0: in prison and you were just <laughs> getting cut
1: I think for me, it's mostly more about like being able to be athletic. I've never yeah. been athletic. Yeah. You know, I was a dancer and definitely like there's an athleticism that mm-hmm, comes with that. Mm-hmm. But I would love to be one of those people and this will never happen for me. Like I this is complete fantasy version of me. That I would love to be one of those girls who just is able to just like go out on the soccer field and like, you know, just rock it and is mm-hmm. just a sporty girl. Mm-hmm. Can somebody teach? I don't think somebody could teach. I gotta be me. honest with you. I never thought of myself
0: as sporty either. And something happened when I moved to LA where I went from San Francisco where I literally did no exercise except yoga because I was walking everywhere. Yeah. So, in your mind, and, I, and like you're in your 20s and time. you're like, I don't need to do this. Yeah. And to like now, my favorite stuff to do is all like riding. Like, I have to ride my bike every day. And I if love I can work that. in playing tennis, that's great too. I didn't play tennis when I was a kid, I had to learn how to play tennis like five years ago, but I love it and like Amazing. stuff like that where like it turns out I love kayaking like I keep what? adding to these at, like these You're athletic sporty, sporty things girl. I keep adding these things that like I never thought I would be okay at or decent at enough or like to have the yeah. even a lot of that stuff is almost I mean hand-eye coordination is a big kind of obviously a big deal but two a lot of it is just like endurance and stamina and if you can if you do one thing like that involves your heart rate being up like for me cycling for an hour a day yeah. that translates to being able to like play tennis pretty well because your heart isn't like right. uh, what's right. going on you know and and so i'm not saying i could go out of the soccer field and like be amazing but i think i could I could hold my own, even just in the running back and forth across the field, because that's good exhausting. Shape. So I think that like, once you kind of step it up in one way, you find out, and I think it gives you a different kind of confidence. And yeah. I wish that I wouldn't have had a stronger understanding of that when I was younger. I wish that I, someone too. would have told me that. Because when I look back on my friends who played softball every week or who were on teams like that, when I was taking dance and music and yeah. all that, that it does make you feel walking into a different kind of sporty or outdoorsy situation more confident like yeah. i'm more calm i was so confident getting into a kayak having no experience being in a kayak but i just felt like i'm sporty i can do yeah, this you can handle your body it's like a totally different person so yeah the point being it could happen for you if you even if there's one thing even if you started riding again or if there was yeah. one thing that you did take lessons on i bet you would that would cross over in ways you didn't expect.
1: I bet. I bet you're right. And I'm hoping. I'm hoping that having kids and having an active family mm-hmm. is going to propel me in that direction. And my husband's a former professional athlete. So oh wow! Think I didn't know I that. Would, that's like, cool. More, he was a runner for a long time. Okay. Um, and that's what he did when yeah. we like that was his job. So it's like i'm surrounded by sporty people i feel like if if i was ready to sort of bring that into my life i could do it i think i i think i'm in t- i am in i in I'm well this mash game could be the beginning could <gasps> be the beginning Maybe we'll, see. we'll see we'll see well i think i'll probably have Photoshop to wait at least another change, what four or six months until yeah until you don't have to you don't baby. have to make
0: this decision right now um, um and then what would be the third one
1: what would be the third okay some mm, this is a really. This is tough. I mean, I would love to go back to voice lessons. I sort of like go off. It's not very, this isn't a very interesting answer, but it's sort of like an off and on thing for me. I go for a while and get back into singing and do, I just did a musical like two months ago and then I haven't like sung once since. Yeah. So, but, um, you know, I would love if I was able to make that more of a regular part of my life because I love doing it. That's totally fair.
0: I didn't ask you to come up with something that was unreasonable or like completely cockeyed I like crazy. I feel I give you an
1: answer like, "Oh, I wish I could be like a like." I a wish Santa I knew Fe how astronaut. to make thimbles. Really? No,
0: that's not, that's strange, but that doesn't mean that it's more interesting. Um, okay, what about um, what else did we talk about today that I want to incorporate in? Um, what about three things that? you wish you weren't afraid of like anything that you could be less you could be more fearless about in the same way that you were fearless about riding those roller coasters
1: surfing nice because it sort of encapsulates all of that water fear that we've talked about plus the athleticism it's like everything plus the spirituality right exactly yeah. yeah
0: I know I'm afraid of surfing too, and I would love to be a surfer, but my confidence does not extend to like inside water sports, like being within the water, like the kayaking
1: thing. You're still in a, like a little boat. No, but I think you need to go to Hawaii and take surf lessons. That's I what I, I have determined from this conversation yeah, today. I think you might be right. Yeah, I think so. Oh boy. I think that's the honest. next step. Okay. So surfing, um, things that I wasn't afraid of, um, I mean like if I could skydive with no fear. I have I'm no sure desire to do that it. anymore. Well,
0: I don't have a dis i guess I don't have a desire. i guess I have a desire to have the desire. <laughs> yeah. I am so afraid of it that I have no desire to even care. Yeah, but that bothers me. Like I would like to want to do it. I, that makes sense. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I yeah, yeah. Not saying that you need to, but
1: I—I'm definitely I thought about it. I'm looking at you have a you have a picture over here that has a lot of sky, and I'm like mm-hmm. maybe skydiving, mm-hmm. and I'm like no, no yeah, no. so definitely that's totally that's fine. <laughs> past, past that, not into it. Um. I, yeah I really just think it's probably like the water and athleticism combination mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't I don't know that I have three necessarily let me uh, um, gonna, uh, oh like I don't like the snow oh so well that's a maybe, good one maybe it would be nice to be like oh I would I'm gonna okay like to hike Mount Everest yeah right love it that's a perfect example I actually have we have some friends who did that <sighs> And I'm like, that's incredible. Yeah. It's an incredible. And my first response was, why would you do that? I know. And then my second response was, that's amazing. Yeah. You know, it's just, how are you with like heights
0: in general? No,
1: don't like them. Nope. Mm -hmm. No, thanks. I'm really coming across as a scaredy cat in this podcast. (laughs) Not in the least, not in the least.
0: These Um, are all things that listen, most people don't feel great (laughs) about heights. I don't think that like 99% of my listeners are going to be like, please, I would skydive tomorrow. (laughs) Like, I don't think that that's what's happening.
1: Yeah. No, it's a, that doesn't, no, no, no not heights for me but I don't have like a great desire at this point to like get over that yeah either. you don't want to suddenly of, like, become
0: a bungee jumper no
1: I'm like okay so that's just you know and I don't feel it really limits me right tremendously in any way like it's not like I'm being presented with lots of opportunities to like go clean the San Francisco Bridge <laughs> you know like I don't <laughs> think Can I'm please, missing out <laughs> please clean the Golden Gate please
0: what about like um I, this is what just uh, popped into my head is like this isn't even like a thing that would make me that would vastly improve my like adventurous life speaking of things like the voice where you're like this is kind of boring but it really bothers me that i'm so uncomfortable around certain insects like i just don't want to be that uncomfortable like i am so these guys are so tired of hearing me talk about this but like (laughs) i am still in life in my life i can be around spiders and handle it I don't like it. I don't... And I'm not talking little spiders. Like, little spiders no big deal. But, like, those big garden spiders that are black and scary looking, black and orange that come around this time of year, they give me the willies. I have to, like, move past, like, a a revulsion that I feel, a little bit of, like, a stomach turn, like I'm going to throw up for a second. (laughs) I don't like that. I wish that I felt nothing about them at all. I felt... I wish I felt completely neutral about them. And I still have... The number one nightmare I have, which isn't to say that I have a lot of nightmares, but the number one nightmare that I consistently have had my whole life is spider dreams. Really? They're just scary spider dreams that are going to like bite me and stuff. Oh my God. So I would like to just, that's an example of something where like, I would like to be able to like be in a jungle somewhere in the middle of nowhere and know that there was huge banana spiders there. For example, if I was like in Vietnam and there were like spiders the size of my hand and just be neutral about it. Just be like, they're not going to hurt me. I'm not going to hurt them.
1: That's a, that's a good goal. Yeah. I don't even know how we, how you would like work to overcome that.
0: I don't either. I don't know. Exposure, exposure therapy. No, thank you. No,
1: (laughs) No, I guess I would require you to actually be around the spiders. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's kind of, uh, uh, um, I'm a, I'm actually I'm a, I'm okay with bugs. Like I don't have a big thing with yeah. bugs, and I don't know if it comes from camping so much growing yeah. up and just like literally waking up with spiders on. I oh, you know I know, yeah. I, know. Well, I don't want to go got, camping. I got bit by a brown recluse. When, you did? I did when I was twelve at this Girl Scout camp, and my legs swelled up. And this is hilarious. Now I'm like the fact that my leg swelled up huge. My mom was just like, oh, just stay home from school. <laughs> like I did not go to Who a hospital. Else?
0: Someone else. Oh God, you guys will know this, and I can't remember. Someone else has been bitten by a spider and was paralyzed. Oh my God. Somebody else who did the podcast really early on was paralyzed for like a couple of months or something it's from being a b- I mean, by spiders spider. can
1: be pretty... I mean, in brown oh, recluse, that they, they you know, they kill people, which yeah. I only found out as an adult. Didn't know this at the time. Wait, Figured they say out. that we don't have brown recluses in California. They do in California. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know they do. I hate when people say that we don't have them. They do. No, but I have like... because it, it, I have like That's a little hole in my leg from where terrifying. it was... I'm going to show it to you. Please do. Yeah, But... Yeah, so I don't know. I don't have maybe because I've already like kind of done that. i you kind live of like through it. Yeah, I'm like okay, yeah, spiders and whatever. I'm,
0: I'm I'm amazed and enthralled that you don't have a fear after having that happen. That's mice, awesome.
1: Mice, however, I do the typical girl thing. Like it, it's, it's that sort of classic 1950s housewife. <laughs> I'm not, I jump and get on a, a chair, chair and I scream. And every single time that oh I've done listen. it, I'm going, what am I doing? Listen, I'm putting mice down right now. Number one, so we can move through it's to the next literal, category. It's, an, it's a completely but also, involuntary response. Rodents. But here's the thing. I actually like yeah. logically have no problem yeah. with them. Like, i'm sitting here thinking if i saw a mouse i would like nothing would well, you know happen what? it goes but it's involuntary i'm on is. a chair before i know what's happening and it goes
0: back to, i have to believe and listen i'm not radio lab so i, I don't really know the science behind this <laughs> but i have to believe that the two the main revulsions that we're talking about are Survival. in our yeah they're in our genes yeah. because rats carried disease right spiders could kill you when you didn't when there were more poisonous spiders and you had to be more careful yeah. about your environment snakes could kill you so people who have those fears they're such old, old, kind of wonderfully genealogical right. fears that we carry around with it's us. Like, I that feel like
1: there's not really anything to be done about them. Like, they're supposed to be yeah, there. Yeah, they're innate. Yeah, exactly. But maybe, like, another hundred years from
0: now, no one will fear. Like, depending on, like, maybe no one will fear spiders because truly spiders just are not a threat and maybe rats mm. aren't just just aren't as much of a threat, but that you know anything that that sort of I don't know we'll see. Yeah, when we're all just living in floating when brain tanks, we're all tanks. here a hundred years from now. Yeah, mm. when we're all here, we're all to, we'll all get back together and talk about this. <laughs> um, okay, what about um, three types of like this kind of goes along with your your other life in a way, but like three styles of dress that don't really make it into your normal day-to-day routine but that would sort of like somehow in this other life of yours you have the occasion to wear could be very old period costumes oh let's pretend that all of them are comfortable so it's not really about discomfort okay just about like the way something looks that um I, guys i'm not even drinking a, a bubbly beverage i don't really know why I'm burping, <laughs> but i have no excuse today. okay you
1: know what i really want to wear like okay like diane fossey and gorillas mm. in the mist or like that kind of like like out of africa like somebody who's on Great. safari i want the head-to-toe Love like it. khaki and i want that head-to-toe khaki yep. ensemble totally get it yeah and i want the little like you know fold up sort of straw and leather desk that goes with it That yep. you kind of carry as a yep. backpack you it's, it's almost like you like want stuff. like 1980s banana republic
0: number <laughs> number when banana republic really was like white t-shirts that had like oh pencil sketches of like giraffes on them <laughs> And everything oh was like God. khaki pants okay, i like it
1: a lot less now that you said that <laughs> <laughs> no
0: it used to be banana republic used to be a completely
1: different company I know, but i'm thinking more like I know, 1940s I know. like they're almost like the sort jodhpurs. of like jodhpers yeah exactly, exactly. No. i'm
0: teasing it, the, definitely that's not banana republic I mean, like but safari clothes boots. completely agree yeah that's a great look safari like logo. a like a white linen shirt that's uh-huh. just like effortless, effortless and like those jodhpers oh, and some yeah. nice great boots yep. and the fold-up desk and like totally the leather-bound journal yep and the magnifying glass I want that whole look like I got in it. my closet now i got it okay that just gave me another cool idea too for a different category okay so safari
1: <laughs> clothes um safari clothes um let me see. i mean i do already sort of dress like this but i wish i had more i wish all the stuff that would actually like make me look like this would just show up in my closet mm-hmm. like um french tomboy gaming love it you know the like Gene sort of like, Seaborg
0: kind of exactly yeah. I wish
1: I could cut off all my hair and yes, you know that's a great one I knew you'd have some good ideas I just want to look like French. I'm in a, a French um, movie Genius. from like the 1960s oh God, I love it just all the I love time it. I don't know how you're going to top that what's your third I mean I think those are my two those are really those are my third. top I have to come up with mm-hmm. a third it's categories of three okay oh it's categories of three mm-hmm. I see how it works Um, maybe okay like a going in the complete opposite way like a burlesque darling love like lipstick every day. Mm-hmm. Kitten, kitten, style. kitten esque uh, style. Mm-hmm. this is gorgeous. okay, this is great. Okay, um,
0: give me. I'm going to do this this one, and then I'll do this next category. Give me uh, three places where you have uh, your vacation home.
1: Ooh, three different vacation New home York. spots. New York, New York. New mm-hmm. York. Um, that would be a great vacation spot. Hmm. This is tough. I keep coming kind of back to New York. Bora, Bora. Um, it's not Bora. Bora. <laughs> I, you know Hawaii because I have a lot of, yep. um, you know, a lot of fondness towards mm-hmm. it now. New York, Hawaii, and where can I wear that safari clothing? Somewhere that I can wear that safari clothing. I mean, you can could. I have like a? I mean, like a ranch somewhere? A ranch sure. in Colorado? Can oh, I wear? Saf- yeah. I, could wear, oh, I feel like I could wear safari clothing. You can
0: listen. Have you seen some of the things that Robert Redford has photographed in, and just right? even in Utah? This is great. I think it's.
1: I think it's totally doable. That's fantastic. Yeah, I literally have never been to Colorado. I need to preface that with saying it's wonderful. I
0: would say that or Montana or Wyoming. (laughs) Any of those areas where Wyoming's a little too flat unless you get to the top where you start seeing the Grand Tetons. But um, God, you got to go to Montana. You would lose your mind i
1: had on okay so for the longest time i had this like road trip map of my ideal road trip that i almost took with my sister when i was 20 and then booked an acting job Mm -hmm, and wasn't able to do it so but i still have all this stuff and bozeman montana Mm -hmm. is i always remember Mm -hmm. one of those places we were supposed to go on this road trip i have got the i and i sincerely mean this i have like the
0: perfect road trip for you it's a road trip that i took with my dad because my dad writes books about um ghost towns and mining camps of the <gasps> West of the American That's West. That's amazing. And like nor- north to bottom, top to bottom, and even a little bit of Canada. But we did a trip from, um, from Seattle to through Montana, Seattle across through Montana, down Wyoming through part, I think maybe part of Idaho now I'm forgetting, but basically Seattle to Denver was like the best road trip I've ever taken It was gorgeous. So stunning. Beautiful, beautiful mountains, just amazing planes like stunning and it and it took like just the right amount of time it's like three days three nights in hotels you know three nights in motels i should say but like you would i'm that is what you need to do and i think we stayed in bozeman by the way um okay awesome so here is my third one that i thought of when you were talking about the safari clothes and then you started talking about the desk you have in your home whether it's your vacation home or it's your 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 pretend house here in the in the city um you have a room that is like a themed room from a a, a certain time period or something that doesn't have to fit in with anything else. It can just be like your special room that you walk into. My example being like that sort of feeling of like an indoor outdoor, like library, like where that desk is and there's like butterflies and old books and like the magnifying glass. And that's what I started imagining. Like almost like a greenhouse, kind of, but like old school. So I was thinking about that. And then I thought, like, maybe it'd be fun to come up with a couple of other, like, themed rooms, whether it's like. I wanna go live in that room you were
1: just describing, where it's almost like a treehouse, you know? Yeah. Oh, treehouse room. Yeah. It's all glass walls and it's a room for, like, work and study. Yeah. I tend to I fantasize about offices all right so the yes yeah, so this this is this is actually These are like really my good. three really dreamy offices of it, yeah. okay so one of them is um and i have a pinterest board that's even for this because oh, I I, this like out. i love those like kitchens i don't really care yeah offices yeah. i'm obsessed um a minimalist office mm-hmm. where i love those where I, I i remember this one this one pin that i did um uh-huh. it was basically in like an adobe a big adobe hut um, that I'm imagining is like in Santa Fe or something. I don't know yep. where it really is. All whitewashed walls and it's just like a wooden desk and that's basically it. it. And like a, a, a poof, an ottoman. Yep, for the yep, chair. Yep. Um, but just this idea of like a super minimalist office because I can never make that happen for right. me. I am much more of a messy, right? You know, I have papers and that's. I'm. I'm not a. Um, I'm a minimalist in my heart, but I think in practice, it's very difficult for me. And that's why I like that sort of the challenge of being a minimalist, Totally. Um, so minimalist office, but I also love the idea of being, um, a collector, a Mm -hmm. collector's office. Mm -hmm. Like you're saying where where it's almost anthropological
0: library meets. Yeah. And it's like,
1: yeah, it's those, it's, it's this sort of, Quintessential romantic office, and you have just everything from your travels over the course of your lifetime, all in this this one room—a leather-bound album of flowers I've pressed from my various (laughs) exactly, exactly something like that. But in practice, that is—I—I do not like all all the clutter and the dust and everything would drive me insane. I could not actually do it for more than a day. Yeah, but in this this fantasy world the collector's office. Completely perfect. Um, And I think in like the reality dream office world, more something along those lines of like lots of light, lots of glass and maybe room to be, you know, a little bit minimalist, like really clean modern lines, but then space to sort of collect things. But like maybe it's a little more contained mm-hmm. kind of like, okay, mm-hmm. you have these five spaces to keep your most treasured yeah. possessions and then everything else just needs to leave. Yeah. Before it collects. That's dust. my,
0: my wish that I could have that. And I just can't
1: quite get there, but um, <laughs>
0: that's my, that's usually my goal. Um, what about three, uh, Three just like home hobbies That you wish you had more time for Part of it maybe is being like Do you wish you could cook more Or do you wish you knew how to sew Or do you wish like I'm t- talking like I maker have totally gardener. given that stuff
1: up I used yeah. to be really Because um, I know how to do All of that stuff Knitting and sewing And I know all the sort of domestic arts And I've been much happier Since I really admitted to myself That I don't need to be the one that does that Got it You know okay, like Because I, I was category. like torturing myself um, About Like the, I felt the need Like okay I need I I should be able to be the one sewing these curtains, and I should be gotcha. able to be yeah, the one never baking feel the cookies. Like it's
0: your job. And instead, like I realized like some people, to, yeah, some people yeah. love
1: doing that. I don't, so why don't I just give it up and let the people who Fair love it enough. do it and buy it from them? Fair enough. Like I don't bake anymore. I don't sew. Mm-hmm. I and but I have all the accoutrements for all of them. Mm-hmm, but. Mm-hmm. I've been so much happier Since admitting to myself I don't need to be the one Who does that Okay yep. then, I'm, then I'm definitely Not going to
0: ask you To re-enter that world of, of feeling like It's your responsibility
1: Nope I'm, I'm not going to be I The one with the garden ask, nope. Now
0: this is tr- very tricky I, It's always difficult to do Especially when you have Another A, a man's child In your womb Right now <laughs> But this is an Imaginary world Where you're looking back At like old crushes Old celebrity crushes From when you were younger If there's oh just gosh. like Somebody that You know You got a little crush on it's not based in reality you're not going to turn around and leave your husband for them but like in this alternate universe mash world these are like three three guys that you're like i mean he's pretty wonderful you know
1: what it's hard it could be a fictitious
0: character could be like oh i love john cusack's character and say anything or whatever
1: i've I've never been a big like crusher on on guys it's real. it's hard for me to come Mm -hmm, up with mm -hmm, mm -hmm. with people what about Um, three
0: then i don't have to go romance i can just go like three people either from f- oh, three fiction. people that, like i would want to hang out with or or hang three. out with yeah okay, yeah. okay. that's like that. much
1: oh, macgyver <laughs> obviously the number one already choice were
0: with that that's so fantastic
1: <laughs> okay macgyver great. macgyver for sure mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, macgyver love it it's oh um sam from quantum leap
0: oh sam from yeah. Quantum i want to be best friends wonderful. with him for sure
1: love it um and the incredible hulk <laughs> fantastic Really
0: great off the cuff answers. That would, I'm th- that would do it. Super excited. Instead of writing Hulk, I just wrote Hulk Smash. Yeah. Um, <laughs> okay, so that brings us to our final category. Let me think about this. Um, you are, you created something three things that you love they could be inventions they could be buildings they could be works of art they could be novels they could be films you're responsible for three things that that we think that you know we think that uh francis for coppola directed the godfather but really you directed the godfather or you know or we think that um can it be things in the future too
1: sure sure why not absolutely oh my gosh okay um I would love to be part of creating better maternity paternity care mm-hmm. in the United States. Mm-hmm. That's brilliant. That would be something that I really do hope to see changed in my lifetime. Agreed. Um, Beautiful. That would be number one. Um, number two, it'd be better design options available like at target. Like mm-hmm. I, it drives me crazy. I, basically this comes out of the fact that it drives me crazy that I walk into target and my son wanted a shopping cart, like a little kid's shopping cart and they Mm. all were pink. Yeah. That drives me nuts. Mm -hmm, Like I mm -hmm. think there should be something just like a nice neutral design. eye friendly Mm -hmm. shopping cart. Yeah. You know, and I'm, I get that in theory it doesn't sell well and blah, 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 blah. So yeah. Okay. So, uh, I guess gender, 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 neutral, Pretty designs for everybody love I it. Just, I just hate that you have to go to this high end store mm-hmm. to get something that doesn't like sear your eyes I agree, yeah,
0: I think that's a great one too great one um, and then number three this this is this is hard dear these are great answers this is i re- i always enjoy mash, but this is one of my favorites
1: These are really hard um I feel like I would love to create. One magazine that I would love to read mm-hmm. because I feel like I subscribe to twenty different magazines for twenty different reasons, and I would love if that's a really each good one Each of those too. reasons were oh, all in one very magazine, very much the same.
0: <laughs> I feel the same way. I feel that way about. I'm looking. I'm thinking about the magazines I, subs- I subscribe to, and I'm like, yeah, I wish that like. I don't read a real simple and feel like I've satisfied my need for a magazine. I need to like also read Elle and also read Sunset and it would be really fun to just have like a tome. I want all of those. I want to choose the categories that you want. Yep. I love this so much. Oh my God. This might be, I have to say, (laughs) in a weird way, this might be the match because I've never played for myself my own mash game. And this, this is dangerously close in a lot of ways to like i feel i'm going to be satisfied (laughs) on a personal (laughs) level by the way this mash game uh pans out okay so without looking tell me when to stop stop One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Okay. Guys, I'm pausing this. By now, you probably know how this works. However, if you're new to the podcast because you're a fan of Autumns, I welcome you in. This is a really good time, an hour and 27 minutes in for me to welcome new listeners. (laughs) Hang on one second for your future. All right. I'm quite pleased. I'm very pleased because there is no bad answer. And these actually, weirdly, a lot of these like kind of make sense. Altogether, um which you'll see why in a second so I'm, I'm not unhappy with any of the choices however i loved all of the options so much that every time i had to cross anything off i was like because they're all wonderful i love it um but you'll see how eerie this one is in terms of like my point would be here's here's an example for example if you had ended up with your safari clothes which you did not oh, unfortunately so i know i know but if you would ended up with your safari clothes, and you would ended up, you know, with your. Treehouse room that would have made sense in the sense, of, yes. but like both of those unfortunately are gone, which oh, I'm very sad about. Too. But then the ones that like came in sort of also fit together in a really interesting way. So okay, I'll start out with like, and you you were nervous that this was sort of a boring one, so I will just quickly get this out of the way and say that you're back to your voice lessons on a regular basis. <laughs> no need to worry about that. Um, Photoshop, not to say that you cannot pursue Photoshop and or uh, what was the other one? Oh, being athletic. But as it turns <laughs> out, you're just gonna be able to do the voice whenever you want okay but that feels like a very new york new york thing to be doing and that is where your vacation home is that makes your second home i should say right not only that not only that but second career alternate universe is the working girl new york kind of a ceo so it's so interesting right that like am i dressed like a burlesque kitten you can you know what? You were go- dressed like a French tomboy. Oh well, that which works. also totally makes okay. sense for New York City. Okay, right. This is all that and would totally in work. terms of mansion, apartment, shack, or house. You have an apartment, which also totally makes sense because that's like great New York. You apartment. would need that. Okay, good. So glad I don't have a
1: shack in New York. Yeah,
0: and oh, you'll love this. And you're not afraid of mice. And New York <laughs> is like the number one place that you name that would have mice. What? This is amazing. So uh, it's just very interesting that they all work out so well together. Um, to round it out. Again, perfect. New York corporate slash CEO, New York, New York, voice lessons, French tomboy, not afraid of mice, maternal paternal care. It's almost baby boom. It's almost like a weird baby baby boom boom situation. (laughs) This is freaky. Like like you're like in charge of like something, you have something to do with like the mass improvement I'm of, like, a, like the yeah. way that paternity, paternal, maternal, leave amazing, and like all this kind of like, stuff. Activist like think charity. Tank day. Yeah, exactly. I so love that it. totally makes sense. Um, and your office is your collector's office. So you cool. have, like, all these things that you've amassed from your various <laughs> adventures and stuff. And. <laughs> Where we kinda of take a bit of a right turn like now. Is that your best friend is the incredible Hulk. Hulk smash. It's good though because this is a very polished life. So you really
1: need that friend that you can blow up. He's, off you know with. what? He's my bodyguard too. He Let me tell you. I mean, he's. I need him. And if things aren't going your way back. in the boardroom, I mean, Hulk all you smash. gotta do is
0: pull in Hulk. He <laughs> smashes
1: everything up. You get exactly what you want. I super like
0: this. Oh life. my god! So that is your Mash uh, universe. I'm so pleased with it. I'm gonna draw it's so a of it. How everything worked out. Yeah. I feel like I'm gonna draw you a picture. And your Pinterest board will have like this version of you. Also, like we'll have you represented in that way uh visually so not to worry on that That's amazing. um thank you so much for doing this, the was podcast. So fun. this is a blast i loved it and um uh unnamed child boy child thank <laughs> you for joining us as well and um you really like broke the the rule that i have by being here with, the, with a boy although i oh, guess man. susan orlean's son was running around and was technically kind of on the podcast too as he assembled my star wars ad at um <laughs> so uh so guys thanks for for tuning in um i say that like you, it's a radio and you have to turn a dial but uh pleasure having autumn and um anything else we need to say thank you so much for having me this was so fun guys we rocked it and we rolled it see you next time on the podcast